TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. Back at you. Beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us. Lots to talk about today in the sporting world. Had some good action yesterday. I love the fact that right before our show, David, there's no better way to get pumped up for our show. The timing is perfect. I don't know if ESPN was in contact with you, but right before we come on, they play the top ten highlights from the previous night. And there's no better way as a sports talk host. I got all my papers here, all my notes that I've prepared for, you know, a solid two or three minutes before the show. And then to get the adrenaline going, it's like a pregame warm-up. You watch the top ten highlights from ESPN. You see the phenomenal. You see the last-second buster beaters, the incredible plays. Number one play from yesterday was Kemba Walker of Connecticut. And he does uh, he does a little shot fake from about 14 feet away, gets up in the air. He's got a clear look at the basket. But if you've played basketball, if you're off balance, you know that that little 11, 12-foot shot is actually, it's a tough shot. Because you can't fully follow through. you got to have touch on it. So what he did, and probably more players should do that, is he racked it off the backboard purposely. Right to himself, and then he got an easy layup shot. Very nicely done. But my point is just having to watch the top ten highlights each and every day before this show starts is a great pregame ritual. It gets me fired up. It's the second best thing about this show. The best thing is, of course, my partner, who unfortunately cannot be in the studio today, but he does. Check in via the telecommunicative phone lines. He's not, he, well, he's better. He's better than ESPN's top ten highlights. He's a highlight unto himself. It's Joel, the big dog, Radwanski. I, I really appreciate the introduction, Coach. So that, that's getting it done. <laughs> Right there, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and, and speaking of the top ten highlights, yes, sir. Number five. Did you realize what number five was? I just watched him. Specifically, what is it? Then I'll remember it. Number five happened at the UIC yes. Pavilion yesterday. Wow! Overtime. Courtney Stanley, my guy, the three pointer Loyola knocks off UIC at the buzzer. That was beautiful. Yeah, that's getting it done, Coach. That was one impressive play. 4.6 seconds left. They go to the length of the court, hit the three-pointer, and the Ramblers party on UIC's home floor. Now, uh, so are you doing the pre-same pregame ritual as me? Do you watch the top ten highlights right before the show, or are you up at like 6 in the morning catching those top ten? Typically. It all depends on where I okay. slept. <laughs> Which, of course, brings in uh, what used to be. One of our most popular game shows before you actually got in a committed relationship. We used to play the always popular and sometimes scintillating Where Did the Big Dog Sleep Last Night? But quite frankly, that game has not been very exciting of late, Big Dog. No, no, Coach. It's uh, well, Actually, it has been pretty exciting. It's just I, I just I, I've been with the same person every time, so it's, okay. you know, it's not as exciting for everybody else. <laughs> For the general public, not quite as good, but you're doing okay, huh? Yeah, I'm doing swell, yeah. Coach. All right, for those that didn't join us in yesterday's show, uh, the theme of the show was Joel's all tied up in a post-Valentine spectacular. And he wasn't too upset about it either. That's outstanding. 
No, not bad. Not bad. I have to yeah. admit it. I'll give that the thumbs up. Yeah. Just remember my motto before I told you this yesterday. Before you get too serious into the relationship, uh, remember the motto of make love, not war, or you can do both and get married. This is true, Coach. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. That is our phone number, 10 digits. Very simple to do, and it is your conduit to occasionally scintillating sports talk conversation. David Olson, our producer on the other side of the glass, he's not occasionally. David, on a regular basis, brings his A-game big deal. The one constant in our show is the quality production of a David Olson. Yeah, that's about all we have that's a consistent on here. Yes. On occasion, you or me will rise, you know, have have a moment, but for the most part, while we're sinking, David keeps us afloat. So he's kind of like the life preserver here. Yeah. And by the way, just to paint a picture, and are you aware? By the way, hopefully David's told you this now on the live webcast, which used to be just me in the studio here, very boring. Are you aware now that the fans actually, uh, obviously, we can't see you live, but they do have a picture of the big dog up on the screen. I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not. Uh, I do appreciate. It. I was trying to get. Uh... Robert the Rain Man McEwen to actually do a caricature of me and actually put it up there, mm-hmm. and uh, that that never you know that never came to fruition. Okay, well they got something up there, right, David? I don't know if you've told Joel or not, but but each and every day now the fans tune in, they're looking at you, big dumb. Hopefully, it's a good picture of me. I think it is. it is. It is. It's it's from uh, Black and Blue City. So oh, very good, very mm-hmm. good. I appreciate it. Excellent. And unlike you, or unlike me, Big Dog, you can pick your nose while you're doing the show. I have to be very confident, uh, conscientious of every uh, particular pick or scratch that I have here. Yeah, I, I don't mind it because I actually have a, a certain time of the day set aside for all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually have two times of the day set aside really? for all that, you an a.m. and a p.m. You actually plan your picking and scratching time? Oh, hell, hell yeah. Okay. Don't forget tugging. <laughs> uh, are you a, a, do you go nail clip? Do you go bite or do you go file? Oh, coach, I really wish I can go clip and file, but I, I, I try to. I try to. I bite my nails. It's, it's definitely in the top twenty-five worst habits that I have. Mm-hmm. See, I, I bite my nails too. I don't know that I'd list it into bad habits. I kind, I, I've always find the biting of the nail is, is just a, I don't know, the people that actually clip their fingernails. Now, clipping the toenails, I can, I can handle, but clipping fingernails that. I'm not sure I want to hang around with people that clip fingernails, and even worse yet, the people that file it. I like the brethren like us, big dog, that uh, bite our fingernails. You don't want to do it too much in public, but there's no better way to manicure your fingers, I would argue, than to do it manually, or in this case, verbally. I actually have never made a conscious effort to stop, <laughs> but every time I do it, I always think about where my hands had been there, you know, previously in the day. That's a good point. Germatosia can be a problem there. You do have to be careful. I highly recommend you wash your hands, but... Uh, I don't know. Does it bother you when you see a guy clipping his nails? A, a man, yes. Yes. A woman, no. Yeah. And maybe that's sexist, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Now the I toenails, mean, the toenails, the different story. Toenails. I think the clippers. Uh, you know, in the man book, I think it's okay to cut your toenails. Yes, I would have to agree. You know, up until about the age of ten, I used to be able to bite my toenail. Yes, but then we lose that form of flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> My mom used to think it was funny. I didn't realize how disgusting it was until, you know, when I was like 11 and quit doing it. Yeah. Well, these things happen. I think uh, we've all been there and done that, Big Dog. We can all sympathize with you. More importantly, we got sports to get to, my friend. You already mentioned one of the college basketball games I want to get to, a phenomenal in-state city battle between UIC and Loyola. Uh, we had your fight in the line yesterday. Did you watch them play? Oh, heck yeah. Woo! Heck yeah. That's good stuff. 
Yeah, I liked it. They were uh, Tisdale was getting down low. They were lobbing him the ball. He was getting layups. It opened everything else up. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a nice day to be an Illinois fan. Yeah, it was a real was good a game. A lot closer than the experts thought. I mean, that game was tight the whole way. Yeah, no so. question. While the experts uh, obviously haven't been following the Michigan Wolverines, John Beeline, very very good coach, and they put it to the Illini. That almost, by the way, if we were watching ESPN's top ten highlights, if that last second off balance left hander by Stu Douglas would have gone in big dog is that I think that's your number one highlight yeah it may, it may have been and I probably wouldn't be doing the show right now because I would have been disgusted <laughs> can you I have no uh, idea. like I was like put him away that's all I said last four minutes that's when I really needed to put him away they couldn't get the ball in the no. basket though yeah there how many I mean the score was 50 to 45 with six minutes to go in the game and it ended up being 54 52. It was a great there was game. Not many points scored late in the game. So it, it was the best a, thing about it was there wasn't a bunch of fouling because uh, you know, like the, the clock ran. So mm-hmm. and there wasn't a ton of within a possession. It wasn't uh, there was there were some timeouts, but it wasn't too ad nauseum. You know, timeout, inbounds play, timeout, free throw, timeout, which I think yeah. ruins the game of basketball. But boy. You talk about, uh, you know, some people think this is a slow time for college basketball. Let's get on with the tournament. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta savor and enjoy each and every one of these conference battles. A lot of times, big dog, this is what college hoops is all about. The tournament's cool. You don't sometimes get the big crowds. Early Feb, mid Feb, conference battles, game like last night. That's what I love about college basketball. I don't care if you're Illinois fan or Michigan fan. That was a great game with all kinds of drama and uh, very important conference implications as well. A huge, huge uh, tournament implications for Illinois too. I'm not about to push my taste out on, on on anybody. You know, I know there are some like casual college basketball fans that love it in March. You know, they don't. You know, that's fine if they don't want to do. It. But I tell you, coach, like the the Big Ten championship means a lot to me. That, that means a lot to me. So um, for people like us, we're going to appreciate the the inner city rivalry of Loyola versus the UIC, which game was phenomenal yesterday. And, and all the other Big Ten and, and Big East action. But you know, other people don't want to get into it. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And um, that those, what really, really chaps my butt is that those people that, you know, don't start paying attention until the conference tournament, they end up doing awesome in the pool. Yep. You know, I, I start breaking out stuff that happened in November and, and December. And next <laughs> thing I know, I'm, I overthink everything. And, and yep. I, I end up having, uh, you know, Ohio State getting beat by George Mason in the final. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information, or the what I hate is the blind lottery. You know where the you you pull out like Cleveland State and the secretary who has no idea, or the female office worker who hasn't followed basketball all year pulls out. You know, oh, it's too good. Uh, never fails. Yeah, never fails. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. By the way, the uh, ESPN highlight number one that never was Illinois winning fifty four fifty two. Michigan they miss a free throw, right? Yeah, DJ. Was it no Richardson missed a free throw? Was Uh, it another missed free throw or missed shot? Well, there was a couple empty empty possessions just flat out for Illinois late in the game, coach. But they were scoring a lot. They only scored four points in the last six minutes and hang on to win. I'm trying to recall. No, I know what it was. The the kid made uh, one out of two. Whoever Richardson missed first. Michigan came down with a chance. They didn't get it. A line. I got the ball back. Then a foul, and I forget who it was. Made his first. Huh? Was it Brandon Paul? No. He was not in at the end. Whoever it was. Made his first, missed his second. Off go the Wolverines. No timeouts left. Total panic time. 10, 9, 8, 7, 5. They get a decent look for a three-pointer with about four seconds left. 
hits off the back of the backboard. The uh, center for Michigan can't get control of the ball. Tips it off to the opposite wing as the clock is winding down. Stu Douglas doesn't even have time. Is he, I think he's a right-hander, isn't he, Big Dog? I think he is, Coach. And he didn't even have time to get it over to his right hand. He throws up a left-handed shot, and it almost went in. It was phenomenal drama at the end of the game. I mean, Big Doe, that almost clanked through. Yeah, it did. And, and Illinois, that really strengthens their uh, their tournament hopes. And if that ball goes in, I don't know what would happen. It would be, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be a little bit worried. I'm still a little worried because they, Illinois still has to go to Michigan State, to Purdue, and to Ohio State on the schedule. Not a problem. Win, win, win. Yeah. <laughs> I got all three as victories, but I have to admit, Big Dog, I'm an Illini fan. I went to University of Illinois for a year and a half, so I don't quite have the allegiance of the four-year members, but part of me, full disclosure, part of me was rooting for the Michigan Wolverine. I've taken a certain allegiance to that team, so if that shot would have gone Illinois in. Illinois needs us to get in the tournament. Michigan is well, so in the tournament, Coach. So does Michigan. Michigan has no shot at the tournament. Oh, absolutely they do. They would basically have to win out the no. rest of the way, Coach. No. Incorrecto. If they win yesterday, Big Dog, they're on even keel with the line as far as tournament bid. I don't know, Coach. Illinois had a lot tougher non-conference schedule mm-hmm. than Michigan did. All right. That, whoever the center is for uh, Michigan, what's his last name? Jordan? Freshman? Oh, I thought you were talking Who's the goofy redheaded dude that wears the shirt underneath his uniform for Michigan? For Michigan? Oh, my goodness. Redheaded? You're not talking Wisconsin, Brushowitz, because I love that kid. No, no, I'm talking that, yeah, he's uh, this guy. Red hair? You talking I, about Vogridge? Matt Vogridge? Yeah, that's, yeah, whatever. His From name Lake is. Forest? That's a local guy. I got to tell you something. He is a pimple on your butt. <laughs> you don't or are you talking about. But it's constantly bothering you. You're not talking about Zach. Um, who's the guard that started as a freshman? Maybe that's who you're thinking of. No, no, no. I'm talking about the big guy. Coach, he's a big guy who shoots the threes for the mission. For mission. Oh, oh, not Volgrich. That's Smogrich. Smogrich. Smogrich, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. I love any team, by the way, that has a Volgrich and a Smogrich. It's almost like a women's tennis tour where you got a favorite. When in doubt, go for an over. At Michigan, if you end with a rich, you're in good shape. Smogrich, Volgrich, they need to pick up like a Bogorich, and they'll be in great shape for next year. Or you miss the tournament uh, 13 years running. Take it easy. Uh, when was that... the last time Michigan was in the tournament, Coach? It's, it's been 10 years. Really? I, they did not go one time during the decade of the aughts, or whatever the heck you call the last decade. Interesting. The great tra- Well, I don't know about the great tradition, but the... No, it, uh, they were great for 50 years. 90s, 80s, 70s, mm-hmm. 60s. Michigan was one of the top teams, top 10 basketball programs throughout each one of those decades, Coach. I can go back uh, when I was a kid, first... Falling in love with collegiate basketball was Cassie Russell and Bill Bunton, and some great Michigan teams back then. Oh yeah, Cassie Russell, six foot Ooh. four, power forward. Ooh, he was fun. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. uh, and of course, uh, I believe there's a guy named Magic Johnson who played for. Uh, oh no, that's Michigan State. What the hell am I talking about? Yeah, the Fab Five, of course, is probably the most famous Michigan teams. At any rate, let us move on from a Michigan and Illinois. Stick with college basketball. First topic here. You want to join the big dog and a coach? 888-463-6748. The phone number dog and the coach at your service. We had, uh, well, the game, uh, the city battle yesterday. UIC at Loyola goes overtime. Big dog and the Ramblers hit a three pointer at the buzzer. What a great game between two city teams. Neither of them going to the tournament, but it didn't prevent them from playing uh, all out. Well, there's, I mean, 
let's face it, I'm not knocking them, but this kind of is their tournament game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is their big rivalry game, and of course they're going to play all-out coach. I mean, I don't think they should get the – we should be surprised that they, they treated it like it was uh, their big game. And how about the team flooded on Loyola flooding onto the court after the big shot? That was pretty yeah, cool to see. I like that. And it was at USC, the pavilion, on, uh, so it was on their visitor's court. Yeah, two of the most underrated uh, places to see a basketball game mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, – the Genteel Center and the Pavilion. And by the way, it's a rough year for first-year coach Howard Moore, who is Bo Ryan's right-hand man, the assistant coach at Wisconsin. But the worry you not, USC fans, Howard Moore was the right choice. He's going to turn that program around sooner <coughs> than later, Big Dog. Again, uh, tough first year, but he's a good coach, uh, came from that Wisconsin program, has Chicago recruiting roots. So uh, USC will be back in the hunt in the not-too-distant future. They've beaten Illinois this year. You won't ever forget that, will you? No, I won't. <laughs> I was on vacation when that happened. Somebody told me, and I said, come on. That can't be. That, arguably one of the top ten upsets thus far of the college hoop season. I would have to agree. And it's it's one of the – it's definitely not the worst upset as an Illinois fan that I've, that I've had to deal with because uh, Austin P back, uh, back mm-hmm. a few years ago, that was the worst one. But uh, yeah. th- that was one of the worst, Coach. That was the game where Dick Vitale had uh, to stand on his head, right, and do a headstand on the table? Yes, he did, if, uh, if Austin P beat yep. Illinois. And to rub it into the Illinois fans, the whole Austin P section with a chair, let's go, P! Let's go, P! It was very discouraging to our Illinois fans. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when they when they yell, hey, we're P, we're number one, hey, we're <laughs> P, we're number one, you know. <laughs> As, you know, the double entendre, you got to love it, Coach. Uh, I'm a big fan of the double entendre. Whatever happened to the single entendre, though? We just jumped to the double. I don't think the single entendre ever gets its due respect. Uh, how about Wisconsin losing to Purdue? Other uh, Big Ten game of national implications. Purdue, Boilermakers, 70, Wisconsin, 62, Big Dog. I guess it was probably asking the Badgers too much to be able to knock off Ohio State and Purdue. But, boy, the Boilermakers under Matt Painter, awfully good. Yeah, this, this, this conference is loaded, and uh, Juwan Johnson, oh my goodness, that kid can play. When is he going to finally leave Purdue? He's been killing the whole conference for four years now. He's one of the one of the most underrated players this conference has ever had. Legit, I, I don't know why he's not getting it more pub, but you know, he is a great, great player. And I understand Sullinger is the, mm-hmm. the player of the year, Coach, but uh, Juwan Johnson's not far behind Sullinger. Seriously, well, Coach. Yeah, I completely agree. And I had in my notes today to bring up to you, we're thinking alike here again, Big Dog. Uh, you know, should Juwan Johnson, 20 points, 10 rebounds again yesterday, should he be in the uh, picture for national player of the year? Maybe maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but he's right in the hunt. Well, well if Sullinger is, then so is uh, Juwan Johnson, Coach. Yeah. Uh, let, let's face it, the cast around Sullinger is a lot better than that, a lot better, but it's better than the cast that Juwan Johnson has around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Is there a is there anybody that's taller than six six in the country that has a better fifteen foot jump shot than mid range game that Juwan Johnson has? That's why I know he's going to be a pro coach because mm-hmm. you know it's not like he's sitting around picking on a bunch of little kids with his athleticism and laying the ball in. He's you know he he moves and he can hit a fifteen foot jumper and and run the floor and get some slam dunks and transition. That kid, I, I would love. I know he's not going to last to where the Chicago Bulls who, who will be drafting thirtieth this year, but. Uh, I would love to see him on the Chicago Bulls. That kid is phenomenal. 
And, and oh, by the way, uh, he can also shoot the three-pointer, and he can also do damage inside. So he's not just a mid-range jump shooter, but uh, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be fun to watch in the pros. And I think he's a, if not the national player of the year right now, if they came out with the team, I think he's a first-team All-American, big dog. Yeah, he's he's definitely a first-team All-American. Yeah, you got to figure it's Sullinger, it's him, it's Nolan Smith, it's the kid down there at Texas, and probably Jimmer for debt. And mm-hmm. Kimball Walker can maybe play his way back onto it. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Kimba had a, a good game yesterday. I know UConn won, but uh, very exciting once again. College basketball coming right at you. Of course, March Madness, the bracket breakdown, all that good stuff coming up in the not-too-distant future. No better place than the two guys in a mic show to uh, get your bracket set. The Big Dog will give you some surprise picks. And uh, just for two guys that love the game and have passion for it, Big Dog, you can't go anywhere else but the talk zone for your March Madness fun. Why would you go anywhere else, Coach? <laughs> oh, goodness. You almost said that with a straight face. I like that. I did, Coach. Thank you very much. Your shovel or mine? <laughs> I'll take yours. By the way, just to paint the picture here, and again, uh, people are looking at the big dog via the picture, not live. You're not moving, but we do have a picture of you. But to help the fans become closer to you, I ask you different questions each and every day. One of our standard ones is, uh, today, are you going with the handheld or the Palm Pilot? Uh, Coach, I'm going with the handheld today. Really? Yes, I've had a very good morning. Well, you mentioned yesterday, by the way, I'm not going to dig into your very good morning anymore. Let's just say the Palm Pilot is resting for the day. Uh, well, something tells me tomorrow morning won't be so good for me. You're not going to be all tied up, are you? No, no, that's the problem. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me move quickly to baseball training camp. The White Sox open their training camp. Big dog pitchers and catchers have officially reported baseball fans you want to check in, get a little early. Baseball talk for the big dog and the coach, 888-463-6748, the phone number. But um, we're off and running, but hey, it's 60 degrees out here in Chicago. This is nicer than normal opening day. Are you serious? It's 60 degrees out? It is indeed. Oh, no. I, my, my basement's definitely going to flood. I, as soon as I get off the uh, off the, the phone, I'm going to have to go fix my basement, coach. Where are you right now? Locked in, uh, locked in a foreign abode? No, I'm at my house. Okay. You need I just to... didn't realize it was that warm. Yes, out. yes. Record warmth. Don't get too comfortable with it because we are expecting snow for the weekend. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, spring is in the air, my friend. That's good to know. I thought the, I thought that dang groundhog saw a shadow. What's that? I thought the groundhog saw a shadow a couple weeks ago. How could he have? We had three feet of snow <laughs> on the ground on Groundhog Day. That's couldn't he, he couldn't even get out of the hole. Okay, so he definitely didn't see a shadow then. No, he saw something. It wasn't a shadow, believe me. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was a Groundhog Day to remember. No question about that. But uh, Big Dog, the White Sox, uh, they're opening their first training camp as we speak. Now, three days ago, you lambasted and ripped and basically ruined any chance the Cubs have for 2011, about 45 minutes into their first practice. I hope you're going to not do the same thing with the White Sox, but they're fielding ground balls as we speak. I know that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. Oh, that, that, that's absolutely beautiful. And I can't wait to, to see the first time that uh, there's there's a runner at, at third base and, <laughs> and one out and Adam Dunn steps to the plate, coach, and uh, he sees a, a letter-high fastball go past him that he could have hit for a fly ball somewhere, but he takes it for a walk because, you know, he's going to hit 40 home runs this year and drive in 59 runs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
and then <laughs> and then he walks on the first base and will one out the the guy behind him, Paul Canerco, it's a ground ball, and Adam Dunn's too slow to get down to second base and break it up. In the there is, there is, Dave. I and hope. As, as soon as that happens, I cannot wait to see what Ozzie Guillen, who by the way can whoop Adam Dunn's ass. Let's just let's just get that straight. I cannot wait to see Guillen blow up over that. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Once again, folks, the big dog. Uh... Halfway through the Chicago White Sox, very first practice of the season, basically uh, writing the White Sox off as slow and I, undisciplined. I can't, I can't write them off because even though, I mean, their offense is going to be inconsistent. I mean, they're going to score 10 one game and they'll go three games and they'll score two. But their starting pitching is really good. It's one of the top six in baseball. So mm-hmm. I can't write off their season. But as a White Sox fan, you're going to be really, really frustrated with the offense because it's going to look like, Murderers row one day, and it's gonna look. I mean, it's gonna look like death the next. Yep. yep. I, I always love the uh, the experts, the people that theoretically know the game. Big. Deal. I think you're gonna be on my side on this one. Who, uh, you know, we'll talk about a player with the home runs and the RBIs. He strikes out a lot. Hey, the strikeouts don't matter that much as long as he hits home runs. Strikeouts do matter. When it's when it's when the score is three to two, and there's a runner at third, and there's one out, strikeouts matter big time. Yep. And by the way, that those ha- that happens a lot more in games than. You know, somebody down five to two with the bases loaded, and you hit a grand mm-hmm. slam to win it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, the consistency of of being able to score, being able to manufacture runs is gigantic, coach. You Huge. think um, we ask this every year? How much major league teams? Now these guys obviously have reached a certain level, but how much big dog do they work on fundamentals? You mentioned kind of half kid, only half kiddingly about Adam Dung and situational hitting, but how how often in the Two months that they're together, or not even two months, a month that they're together. Will they get a guy like Adam Dunn and say, all right, here's the situation. You know, runner on, runner on second base. We got to advance him over. Pitcher throws curveballs. Can you fight, you know, can you get that bat and put it down to second base? Fastballs. Can you get it to second base? Specific situational plays. How much is that covered in a professional baseball camp? You know, that's, that's a really good question, coach. I thought it was an outstanding question. I, 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 they definitely do all the fielding ways. Do you know what I mean? They go through all. If when you're out in the field, they make sure they cover everything. Okay. And it's funny; they only do it for like ten minutes on each, and then they move on. And then there'll be a somebody like a bonehead play on August seventeenth, and Ozzy going to be like, "Well, we worked on it in, in spring training. <laughs> yeah, you worked on it February seventeenth, you know, which was, by the way, half a year ago." <laughs> well, okay. in, so, it is hard considering they play like five or six games a week. Yeah, well, yeah, at least six. You play at least six games a week after the first week of the season. You play at least six games a week. Um, no, I'm not ripping these guys, but I don't know about the situational hitting, Coach. I really don't know if any organization does that whatsoever. I, I really, I, I wouldn't mind asking, it, and that would mm-hmm. be a good question to ask, like a, a scout or a front office guy or, mm-hmm. or a manager. I hope with the Camp Quade with the Cubs, I, I do hope they work on bunting because you know we 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 kid about it, but. It's for real. In the years I've been following the Cubs, just to put down the basic sacrifice bunt, or God forbid actually bunt for a base hit, seems to be for the Chicago Cubs over the years a, a very difficult task to perform. And, and if anybody's listening, I'm going to defend you a little bit here, Coach. You're not talking about just for the sake of bunt. You're talking about legitimately there are certain times in games where you need to make sure you get a guy in a scoring position yep. and don't hit into a double play. Yep. And I swear to and you need to be able to do that every once in a while. It's definitely, definitely I, I, frustrating. I guess the the best way I can put it is other teams. Maybe it's you know the grass is always greener 
on the other side of the fence. You're always harder on your team. But other teams, when I watch, they'll lay the uh, sacrifice bunt, the advancement bunt down. It's a fairly routine play. When the Cubs pull it off, you know, Ron Santos, you know, jumping up and doing high rope. Well, he wasn't jumping up that high, apparently. But we're getting all excited in the radio booth and the TV booth that they pulled off a sacrifice bunt. Other teams make it look routine. When the Cubs do it, it's almost a surprise. Yeah, I think that's the truth. It definitely gets it gets frustrating, Coach. It does indeed. Uh, hey, your thoughts, uh, David Olson, our producer, told us the breaking news yesterday. We didn't have a chance to assimilate it, and I do like to assimilate uh, during my off hours, Big Dog. Keith Moreland, the choice in the radio booth opposite Patrick Hughes. We talked about it yesterday. Now that you have 24 hours to assimilate, your thoughts? Oh, I don't. I think I hit it right on the head. I was really rooting for him to to, to be the, the the what do you call it, the color voice on radio. And I think him and Patrick Hughes by May 1st will it'll be seamless. They'll be a perfect. It'll be awesome. They're going to be phenomenal. So. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people wanted somebody that was like close to Ron, so they can kind of bring Ron Santo along. Let let Keith Moreland be Keith Moreland. Mm-hmm. You know, don't expect him to be Ron Santo. He, he's gonna he's gonna be awfully good, coach. And uh, you know, we, we no longer have a cheerleader in the booth. We'll actually have an analyst, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So what? Uh, um... I'm, I'm gonna miss Ron Santo, but yeah, yeah, we all well, not everybody, but uh, I know you and me and most. Chicago Cub fans love Ron Santo for his passion, his joy for Chicago Cub baseball. What tributes, uh, Big Dog, have you heard that they're going to do for uh, number 10? You know, I have not, but you know what I really hope they do? is You know, they do intros and outros all the time like with music. I, I would love if they did intros and outros between innings for Chicago Cub games mm-hmm. with Ron Santo highlights. So have oh, a little yeah. little button of uh, Santo comments and highlights. Yeah, just every once in a while, just throw out a Ron Santo, so he's always kind of like part of the broadcast. So that way, Keith Moreland can truly be Keith Moreland, and you can still get, you know, a little bit of the Ron Santo love. Mm-hmm. Who I'm going to miss, big time. Yeah, it could be a little spooky listening on radio if they start hitting that button too often, and you start having visions of Ron Santo. But you're you're talking about not during the broadcast, but just right. Before break or, or right coming back from break. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about in the middle of the broadcast. That okay. would confuse people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, some like people were as, some people actually wanted that. You know, have the have the Santo button and I oh no, I can't believe he dropped the ball. You know, stuff like that. Just uh, maybe for one year, just kind of a give us a little Chicago Cub hangover. The sad passing of Ronnie. Well, they got enough interns to cut up all the lines, and you pretty much knew what Ron was going to say anyway. <laughs> so he so, was happy. Shocked, uh, like woeful, despondent, just all those. Th- and whatever a Cub fan would feel mm-hmm. after the play that just happened, you just have to hit that button. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. What was they thinking? <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I've been reading some of the preseason reports, but every time I get excited about the Cubs, I get depressed, like at the starting pitching for the San Francisco Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies, two of the best. Starting staffs that we've seen in recent memory; those teams are loaded. For yes, bear. yes, and and legitimately, coach. Legitimately, I will be shocked if both of those teams do not win their division. Mm-hmm. And okay, so like the, the Cubs are going to have to face one or both of those teams. And then if you then you look at the Central, the Central is up for grabs. The National Central is up for grabs. And yet, uh, there's so many teams the Cubs would actually have to compete for to win that division. I mean, let's face it: the Cardinals are going to be good. 
and Albert Pujols is going to be playing with a match under his butt. Chris Carpenter, their their second best pitcher, pitching for a contract. Adam Wainwright is turning into an absolute stud. Uh, the Brewers are better. Everybody knows how good the Reds were last year. You got to figure, you know, they're a real, real young team who uh, haven't lost to anybody. You figure they're the year of experience. They've got to be a, a little bit better. It's going to be a tough year for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, and hopefully they can figure out a way to win the division. They, they have enough talent to win the division. My my whole point is I, I just I cannot see them matching up against either the Giants or the Phillies. And uh, but who knows? You get into the tournament, coach. Maybe anything will happen. Anything can happen. But most depressing way of looking at it, Big Dog, when you talk the starting stats for the Giants in Philadelphia, I don't think I'm exaggerating too much. When you could take Philadelphia's number four starter, and on the Cubs, he would be your ace. Without question, That's... Cole Hamels would be the best pitcher the Cubs have. Yeah, and he's their and, number four. Yeah, and the, and the other three are Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay, who either one can say he's never, the best pitcher in baseball. Never heard of those guys, but I think they've and got then, potential. And then Roy Oswald, who will start out slow and be awesome by August. So, mm-hmm. Wow. That's one of the better starting foursomes. Uh, I think I can not too much hyperbole and say ever, ever assemble. Well, start yeah, of the yeah year. definitely. Yeah, going into the year, you got to you got to think the the early '90s Braves had a bunch of great rotations. Yeah, the, I don't, I don't early... know that the early. Uh, I don't know those Braves teams had a number four as good as Cole Hamels. No, no, they didn't. Because you talk about Steve Avery would be the number four. Yeah, or you Kevin I mean? Millwood or whoever happened. They kind of rotated their number fours, but Avery back when they had the uh, probably in the heyday of the big three. Yeah, yeah the Danny Nagel was a four for a while. Mm-hmm. Then you got to figure the Orioles. The Orioles in the early 70s had some great ones. But, you know, you look back, those guys were kind of like a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Besides Jim Palmer, obviously. Jim Palmer definitely had a flash in the pan. But yeah. McGregor, Cuellar, and Flanagan. Plus Palmer. Well, maybe not flash in the pan. No, that, that was pretty good. That, when I look back to my early days, that Baltimore Oriole pitching staff, that was the best starting four I could ever remember. Mike Cuellar was awesome. Yes. The, the, the phenomenal. Jim right. Palmer. Pat Dobson was part of that, too, was he not? Was he the five? Uh, yeah. He was definitely an Oriole, but he wasn't part of the ones that won 20 games. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he won, did he win I, he, 20 he, games? He might have been. Well, who, it was uh, Dave McNally, Jim uh, Palmer, Mike Cuellar. Who was the fourth? Uh, was it Scott McGregor or Mike Flanagan? I don't think so. Those guys might have come out. Might have been Pat Dobson. We'll have yeah, to look at Pat that. Pat Dobson, that coach. It is yeah, but McGregor that, and Flanagan were later in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, but that but was they a had great both of Those guys won 20 games, too. Yeah. So. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Big Dove, we got Daytona 500 to talk about, a Blackhawk coach who's in the hospital, and a huge Chicago Bull game against the San Antonio Spurs, quietly uh, putting on just another fantastic basketball season. But uh, baseball is underway. Pitchers and catchers report. Big Dog, during the short break, I'm going to relook at my picture of a semi-clothed Madison Bumgarner just to get me more excited about baseball. Nasty. <laughs> Back in a minute. Two guys at a mic. Talkzone.com. Don't go anywhere. 45 second break. Back in a minute.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Big dog, uh, in advance, pardon me if I had a, a tremendous coughing spell coming up because I had a chunk of an apple and the skin go down the wrong esophageal area. That's not good, Coach. No, no. As a matter of fact, it's funny you said that because I'm going to need to gargle here in a second. Really? I don't know if I should do it on air or not. Well, if you could wait, maybe when I have my coughing attack and you gargle at the same time, maybe we combine and the two of us will make beautiful music together. Or we can just freak everybody out. By the way, I saw a bumper sticker on the way in. Uh, Don't join dangerous cults. Practice safe sex. S-E-C-T-S. Thank you very much. Oh, I like it. Thank you very much. Hear about the soldier who survived mustard gas and pepper spray? He survived that? I did not hear about that. No, I didn't. You know what they call him now? What's that? A seasoned veteran. Oh, goodness. How are you, big dog? Good to see you. Everything good uh, in your world? Where do you get these jokes, by the way? Yeah, you know, we, we collect them all over the place. Uh, more importantly, before we get to the Daytona 500 crash, now, you mentioned you were working over the weekend. We're trying to keep track of the many jobs that you have. Well, what current employment, if it's legal, if it's not, move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Assuming it's legal, what current employment are you involved with? I'm, I'm rubbing uh, fat women's sweaty feet, Coach. Stop it. Come on. You don't want to divulge I'm ripping, the head, I'm ripping the heads off chickens in the Calumet City okay. Tyson Chicken Factory. <laughs> it's more uh, humane when a human does it. I think he just answered the first question, David. We should move on. No, I'm, 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 I'm selling vacation packages, Coach. So if you want a vacation extremely cheaply, uh-huh. contact the big dog at JoelRedWanski.com. This, this is the training program that you went to? Yes, yes. The one where people are coming in, you're like, I thought you weren't going to sell. I thought you were just a meter and greeter. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's it's both. It's hard to explain, but you just okay. you come to me and I'll set you up with a really, really, really nice way to travel mm-hmm. cheaply for the rest of your life. Right. So does does it include? Coach. Does your uh, can't beat package include a return trip? Yes, yeah, that, that's that's the whole point. Is you get to do it. You can do it the rest of your life, coach. Okay. I just so, if you don't want to come back, you don't really need to. Just buy as large a package. No, I, I want to come back. I'm just worried if I go with your uh, vacation package that the return might not be included. you got to read the fine print. You know. That's up to you. You might not want to come back, Coach. <laughs> Big dog, it's a great offer, uh, Dave. You know, Five nights in Hawaii for an incredible price, five nights in Hawaii. One customer asked, well, five nights, what do I do during the day? Big dog told him, I don't care what you do during the day, but just stay the hell out of Hawaii. <laughs> no, it's all legit and up front. And if people want to get a hold of you, it's uh, Joe Rodwanski at yahoo.com. Joe Rodwanski at Yahoo. And, Coach, this is RCI. So, uh, you know, RCI's been around since 1974, so it's all our, legit. Our who? RCI. RCI? Yes, Coach. What does that stand for? Um, Resort Condominiums International. Ah, long-established company. Yes, it is. It's a long-established company. Comes this is from. something new for you, working for a long and established company. Yeah, isn't this true? Because yeah, <laughs> like Nordstrom and Nike and Verizon, I guess, don't count for long and established. <laughs> is it under new ownership or uh, the same veteran people running it? Same people, Coach. It's outstanding. Yeah, it's a brand-new office. It's the first office in Chicago, actually, right. so right. well, expecting to do pretty well. I may be looking for a winter getaway, so you might get a call sooner than can you Do you work quickly? 
I'll get it done. I work quickly. I keep it. I keep the price low, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I try to keep all my coworkers off balance. Okay, interesting. So, if a husband and a wife have just a, a sperm of the moment idea to get away for the weekend, you could pull that off in say four or five days. What type of moment idea, Coach? A sperm of the moment idea. Yes, it's. Uh, as a matter of fact, you can't find anything better than what I'm going to offer you. But you can do it. The, the key is it can be on the spot. Four, yeah. f- four or five days and you got them going. Yeah, without without question. It's outstanding. Because yeah. a lot of people, this is the time of year when people just, you know, they get fed up. I forget there's a psychological term for it, but, uh, you know, the winter depression here in the Midwestern states can hit. You might get a lot of business coming out of this. Well, yeah, it's, well we need. I need to start getting some business immediately, Coach. Right. See, the the thing is, is uh, the first time your first free vacation because you get a a free vacation every single year to Hawaii. It could be anywhere from one to eleven weeks, depending on what you what you purchase and what time that you actually like uh, reserve it. But if you become a member, you'd be able to go extremely cheap to pretty much anywhere in the world immediately. So. All right. What, what it's worries? Gonna, it's going to take you at least. It's going to take you at least six weeks to get your first free vacation. Mm-hmm. I think the big concern for most of the listeners out there here is the quote unquote membership. What is becoming a member involved? How much does that cost? Oh, why don't you just come in and talk to me because you okay. get a free vacation. Okay, a free vacation. No matter what, we hand out free vacations to everybody. So, so if you sign up for the membership, you get a free vacation. No. Oh. If you just come in and listen to the spiel, okay, we send you and a loved one anywhere, like a bunch of places in the world that you want. Even, even if we decide not to go ahead with the deal, because yeah, if you don't, you're an idiot. That's TGBT. Too That's good that. to be true. That the point is, Coach, is it's such a good deal. People are like, "Why? Are you serious?" <laughs> that they just they they sign up. All right. You might have your first customer. I'm looking over at producer David Olson right now. He may be customer. I don't know what what. Number customer, but you might be your first talk zone employee to take you up on a big dog. It's a, it's it's so phenomenal. I can't even explain how good the deal is. Okay. It's 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 really really good. And basically, you own it forever. Now, do you get any uh, club meds, <laughs> any single things, or is this more a family vacation? There's four thousand resorts in the world that you can wow. go to. Sixty thousand hotels. Wow. And uh, the beautiful thing is, like, just say like. Uh, the, the best way I can put it is if you use all your points, which is like a free vacation deal, okay, most people usually get about three weeks of free vacation a year. And uh, and after the first initial investment, they get only like 200 bucks a year after that. But um, it's cheaper. If you have a loved one, like a, like just say like if you have a grandma who can still kind of take care of herself, but mm-hmm. you don't want her cleaning the house up, but she can make her own food. Right. You want somebody to check up on her all the time, you can get her a resort for $50 a day. Wow. So think about it. And you, how much do you spend in a old folks home? Two hundred bucks mm-hmm. a day, Coach. Probably. There you go. Fifty bucks a day. If she can still like take care of herself, mm-hmm. so she can like chill out in Hawaii for fifty bucks a day. So have to make her own food, but she have her own kitchen and washer and dryer in the place. Mm-hmm. Think about it. This this is the deal is like ridiculous. Of course, now she's like on oxygen and needs like yeah. people to be a wet yes. nurse. That's yeah. something totally different. Yeah, that's different. Interesting. All right, Joel. Radwanski at yahoo.com. You can always contact uh, us here at the Two Guys at a Mike Show at um, our email address, which is Mike2Guys at AOL.com. M I C and the number two, Mike2Guys, AOL.com. Or you want to question the big dog, maybe sign up for a vacation right on air. 
You can do it. Any questions, any concerns you have, give them a call at 888-463-6748. It sounds outstanding, Big Dog. Moving quickly along, we had a major crash yesterday in the Daytona 500 dog, Dale Jr., the leader. The guy in the post, posi- the uh, pole position got in a crash, and I don't know all the rules, but apparently now he must go to the back of the class. Yeah, it's it's not because he got in a crash. It's because the car that he was driving is set the, that he set the pole with is no longer the car that he's driving, so you have to go to the back. That's, that's basically the rule. So if you crash your car, if that's no longer the car that you were supposed to be in the pole, you lose your pole position. Mm-hmm. So. That's huge, and you know NASCAR isn't happy about that at all because they they want Dale Jr. badly to win a race, and they want him to win this one too. It's kind of like uh, like the whole thing. The NBA wants New York to be good because the uh, the league is more successful if it happens. Well, you know, sadly, it's true, and that's the one thing about uh, NASCAR is uh, if this, if he trust me, well, we were talking about how like it's been stagnant and they really haven't been growing and they're losing sponsorships and the sponsorships that they've had. And uh, have gone down. The attendance has gone down. If Dale Earnhardt starts winning some races, it's it's going to be back on top again, Coach. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let me ask you this. And again, the Daytona 500 this Sunday. It seems very weird. The racing season kicks off with uh, well, not quite a Super Bowl racing, but certainly one of its biggest races, and maybe the feature races this Sunday. Dale Jr. goes to the back of the class with the car injured. Compare it to football, big dog, big game coming up. You lose your starting quarterback. The backup comes in. The coach says, don't worry about it. We've got a system. You know, it's going to hurt us a little bit. I know they've got backup cars. How much of a disadvantage, if any, is the backup car? How would you compare the backup car to the backup quarterback in a big game? You know, that's you're, you're exactly right, Coach. They have, it's not like they wrecked it on Saturday and they can't make the adjustments and to the what to the car that they need to the track. Overnight, mm-hmm. you you can figure out how to change the car in order to make it suit the Daytona, no problem by now. Okay? okay, and to be honest with you, it was a brand new track anyways. They probably weren't sure how the other one was running anyway. So, mm-hmm. in some ways, it's not that big of a deal. And just like the fact that you know you have uh, some guy that you know is a pretty good uh, football player, and he's your wide receiver or whatever, he's your offensive tackle, and he goes out. Well, there's a guy that was drafted and got a contract anyways, and he, he's probably pretty good. You give him a chance, he'll probably be just fine. Okay. So the fact that what was it? Uh, it was two days ago when that crash happened. Wasn't it? Coach, it wasn't yesterday. It was like two days. Two ago. days ago. Yeah. So they've been working on that new car. It's going to be fine. The 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 big disadvantage is now he's got a whole the whole what forty two other people yeah. to get around in order to get to the that, front. That's the biggest disadvantage. That so was the, the next car shouldn't make any difference. Okay, interesting. And that was the next question. Our emailer oil oil and lube wants to know how much of a disadvantage. I don't know racing well enough to uh, go from the pole position to the back of the pack. Obviously, it's a disadvantage, but if you're the best driver and you get the best and you have the best car, is it a significant disadvantage? How hard is it to come from behind? Uh, well, it's, it's going to be huge just because if there's any wrecks, you're behind them. you got to filter through all the other traffic. It's very difficult to win from that far back, Coach. Mm-hmm. But, okay. but the, the car shouldn't be of any significance because you figure they go into the season, they got to assume they're going to wreck a car. So it's not like to say, hey, let's have one great car and a bunch of other garbage ones. They they try to get five cars that are top-notch because they know mm-hmm. they're going to use all of them anyways. Okay. Oil and Lube also wants to know if you've ever had any kind of man crush on Juan Pablo Montoya. Well, I hate that guy. Really? Coach, we've gone over this. The, the only the only driver the only driver that crashes more people than Tony Stewart on purpose mm-hmm. 
is Juan Pablo Montoya. The guy's a piece of ass. He's a POS <laughs> coach. Seriously, that, that, that guy is a, he's a he, you know why he doesn't win any races? And and you, uh, you notice how like near the end of a race, nobody crashes Jimmy Johnson or nobody crashes Kevin Harvick. Is because they don't crash anybody. They don't purposely run people in their walls. They don't you know hit them in their their rear quarter panel and spin them out. That happens to Juan Pablo Montoya once or twice a year. You know why? Because he does it to other people ten to uh, twenty times a year. Mm-hmm. Guy, he's horrible. I can't stand that guy, coach. Okay. Then I will not respond to uh, oil and lubes. All my Colombian friends out there, I'm sorry because please don't give me the <laughs> the Peruvian necktie, please. I, I, I didn't mean it. Okay. okay. Oil and lubes. Final question was uh, Joel. If you're a big fan and you have pictures, please send pictures. But I won't even bother to uh, request that from you. Uh, 888-463-6748, Big Dog and a Coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Got Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. But uh, NBA basketball-wise, it's a fairly big game nationally. Got the All-Star game coming up this weekend. But uh, tonight in Chicago, the San Antonio Spurs, the, the veterans, the kings that are on top, take on a team that is challenging for the throne. Big Dog, kind of an interesting game. San Antonio takes on the Chicago Bulls and... Uh, we talked about the Bulls. We haven't talked much Spur basketball, but they're, again, quietly having just a phenomenal season. Uh, like usual, aren't yeah. they? But this is one of the best teams they've had in a long time. Yep. And right when you think, oh, it's about time that they're too old, they can't get anything done, they just keep on winning, Coach, and they play that beautiful style Man. of basketball. So, 40, yeah, they, they, 46 46 and 9. 46-9? and nine. That's amazing. Like, sounds like the Bulls used to be back in the 90s. You know, and all we read about, and you know, watch the highlights, you know, it's Blake Griffin. It's Derrick Rose. It's the Celtic Great Threesome. It's the Miami Heat with Chris Bosh and, and Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. You know, you hear about all these, you know, superstar young point guards and young players, but the top team in the league, you don't hear too much about their player. 46-9, the San Antonio Spurs, big dog. Kind of the Rodney Dangerfields of the NBA, not getting their respect. And and they don't mind. It's been like that for forever. Yep. Think about it. No one ever talks about them being like a dynasty, but they they won four championships since 1999. You know that's, that's a lot of championships. Only the Celtics have won more. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, I'm it, not even never sure. Never got coach. I couldn't tell you who. You know, obviously Tim Duncan. You know, and and obviously the uh, point guard Tony Parker. Uh, what, I still got. And Mono. obviously their their best player Mano Ginobili. Mano Ginobili still filling it up. They obviously got some other a uh, lot of obviously's here. Uh, Richard Jefferson, coach, okay. who has gone from being uh, just like a scorer to like this all around unbelievable mm-hmm. defender and fast break finisher. Richard, the Dewan Blair, who you have two more ACLs than. Rebounding machine. Yes, I literally. Mean, and shot blocker. Yep. You know, six foot five, but he's got the wingspan of somebody seven four. He's got the chest of a sumo wrestler. This is true. Guy's huge. Uh, Richard Jefferson, see if you're with me on this comparison. He is very similar to Chicago Bull Luol Dang. When he's been on teams where he has to be, like with the, what was it, New, New Jersey Nets, where he has to be the second best player, maybe even the best player, that's a bit of a stretch. When he can be on a team like the San Antonio Spurs where he's threat number four, very similar to Luol Deng, Big Dog. He becomes a flat-out star. Yeah, I like that. That's not a bad, uh, not a bad uh, way to look at it. Now, uh, Richard Jefferson definitely a better athlete, and Luol Deng a better shooter. But mm-hmm. I do like the comparison of how they fit in with the rest yes. of the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and for young players out there, you want to learn how to come off a screen and read the screen and either curl or pop out for shots. Uh, nobody does it better. 
nobody does it better than Mr. Richard MacArthur Jefferson. You think so? Pretty good. He's right at the top of the list when he played. What? Did he play for the Pistons for a while? No, he played for. You're thinking of Rip Hamilton. Oh, maybe that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I always get those two confused. Yeah, Rip Hamilton was incredible that's... at that coach. Sorry, uh, about I'll agree that. with you there, but yeah, yeah. Rich, Richard Jefferson. Yeah, he's more. Okay. Yeah, he's more of like a open court yeah, finish right. it and all that other crap. That's who I'm thinking of. Richard Hamilton coming off the screens like that. Thank you for that uh, correction. Uh, but uh, what, what do you think, San Antonio at the Bulls tonight? Uh, you hate to use the word upset in the NBA, but can the Bulls beat a 46-9 and team tonight, Big Dog? I'll consider they're a two-point favorite. Yes, I think they can win. Without Joakim, no. They're a two-point favorite. Why? Because the, this is the ninth game of a nine-game road trip for the San Antonio Spurs. That's, uh, a, that's a good reason. Yeah, it's uh, the Alamo Dome or wherever, wherever the heck they play is uh, hosting a rodeo right now. It's their rodeo trip. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get the circus trip. They get the rodeo trip. The the Lakers, by the way, lost in Cleveland yes. yesterday because they're on the Grammy trip. Uh-huh. So. How about that? The hapless Cleveland Cavaliers knocking off the Lakers. The L.A. Lakers um, heading into all-star break. Big dog, not so good. I guess one could say if you're going to have a slump, now is the time to have it. They, you know, eventually though, you are what your record is, right? And when are the Lakers actually going to start playing well? It's interesting. What would I say they're not playing well. They're, mm-hmm. they're still about twenty games above five hundred. You know, as I say that. So people are saying about Michigan State at the collegiate level, same thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Chicago Bulls, D. Row against uh, Tony Parker should be good watching the night. NBA basketball, San Antonio Spurs. Taking on the upstart Chicago Bulls. I think it was uh, the round mound of rebound, Charles Barkley. I didn't see it live, but I heard about it. David Letterman. No, it was Jay Leno. Barkley was on the Leno show, and Leno asked him uh, one of the responses of, who do you think the team to beat in the NBA is this year? And he said, maybe. Maybe when Joakim Noah comes back, the Chicago Bulls might be the team to beat in the NBA playoffs. Pretty strong stuff from the round mound. Wow. Wow. And that doesn't make me feel better because he says a lot of stupid stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's better than, you know, I'd rather have the Bulls laying in the weeds, by the way, Coach. That's just me. No, I agree with you. I agree. Too much publicity is not going to be a good thing. And then, then everyone's going to be disappointed if they only get to the second round. Baby steps. If we happen to take a quantum leap, that's great. But uh, let's see if we can get to the second or third round of the playoffs and then uh, position ourselves for the future. High expectations can uh, end out in a rather large fall downward, Big Dog. Let's hope that does not happen. Was it low promises, uh, high delivery? Uh, I believe that's the report on... Um, Under promise, over deliver. I think that's Chicago Cub pitcher Matt Garza. That's the, that's the report on him and his pitches. At least that's what Ron Sano told me. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, he's under promised and Omar over delivered. All right, uh, real quick, Blackhawks knock off the Minnesota Wild yesterday, 3-1. to one. Uh, I don't know if you have any inside reports, Big Dog. I know you have people that know people, but Joel Keenville. The head coach for the Chicago Blackhawks brought to the hospital yesterday, not cardiac-related. Do you have any inside sources that have told you what the ailment might be? I have no idea what it is, but (laughs) it might be the fact that he's trying to uh, give the team a little bit of, like, go up and get them, like a little bit of let's win one for the Quinville type uh, type atmosphere. You're not implying that Coach Quinville checked himself in under false pretenses. Oh, I'm not implying. I'm suggesting. Interesting. Yeah. Not true, 
not proper. Oh, I, I, I doubt it's true. I'm just trying yeah. to start a, a horrible rumor okay. here. But if, but if it helps the if it helps the Hawks turn it around and yeah. and get that seventh seed or, or all the way up to the third seed, mm-hmm. which they can still get even though they're sitting at eleventh, yeah. um, I think it'd be worth it to be coach of the year. So that's what good did point. you do? Well, he quit coaching. Wow, that's one heck of a move. You know, you... <laughs> best movie ever did was uh, was give up coaching the team. Yeah, in the hospital. It's interesting. The Blackhawks they needed to do something to shake them up a little bit. That might have been the move. I'll take it if it yeah. works. And the problem is, it's the age-old story now, and you alluded to it, if they start winning. Let's say you're healthy in a couple of days, but now the team's winning. Do you stay in the hospital to keep the streak going? Well, I would. Seriously, I mean, he's still getting paid? Yep. It all depends on, like, what type of nurse you have? Yep. I'm sure they're uh, taking good care of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's Coach Q. Let me drain that, Mr. Quinzel. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, Bindo, we got to wrap it up tomorrow. We'll uh, do a Friday version once again. Very sad to report. Not a football Friday, but uh, plenty of sports to talk about tomorrow. So rest yourself up, okay? Uh, I shall. And I've moved on. I, I can I can go without football for a couple months, Coach. All right. Once again, vacation packages for a great deal. Joe Rodwanski at Yahoo.com. You might be hearing from my uh, my people very soon, Bindo. Sounds good, Coach. Sounds very good. Producer extraordinaire David Olson after today's show. He's a man in need of a vacation. I might pay for it. We appreciate everybody out there for listening. All of you probably need vacations, too, if you listen to the entire one-hour show. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. Have a great day, everybody.